Welcome to the Mitzvah Minute. And I want to share with you uh, an insight into a mitzvah in this week's Torah portion. In fact, the very first mitzvah given to the Jewish people as a nation in Egypt through the medium of Moses, Moshe Rabbeinu. And that very first mitzvah is the mitzvah called Kiddush HaChodesh, which means sanctifying the new moon. There is a mitzvah in the Torah that we declare when the new month begins. Jewish months are counted according to the sighting of the new moon. The moon in Hebrew called the Levana or the Chodesh, which means, uh, actually literally means newness refers to the sighting of the new moon. The lunar cycle is 29 and a half days long, which means after the 29th and a half days, the moon waxes and wanes and eventually disappears completely. And there's a night without any moon. And then the moon reappears right before sunset on the 29th and a half day. And it's very hard to see. So it could either be seen on the 30th day or the 31st day. And when two Jewish witnesses sight the moon, see that new moon, and they declare it in front of the court in Jerusalem, then that becomes the new month. And so there's a partnership here between man and God that shows our ability to transcend nature and to literally sanctify time, that the Jewish holidays are all dependent upon when that new moon was sighted. So we literally have the ability to determine when Yom Kippur is, when Passover is. It's all dependent on us. And it's an amazing, amazing lesson that we are literally partners with God in sanctifying time because time is all about how you use it. We're given the gift of life. We can either kill time or waste time or we can utilize every moment of our life you know, to sanctify time. There's a, there's a famous expression in Judaism when someone uh, lives to be an old age, we say that they have something called arichis yamim, which means long days. And there was once a, uh, a Hasidic master whose father passed away at a relatively short uh, young age, maybe in his 40s or 50s. And at his funeral, his son said that my father had arichis yamim, he had long days. And someone said to him, what do you mean? How can you say he had long days? He passed away very young. He said, I didn't say he had a long life, long years. I said he had long days. What do I mean by that? He utilized every single day of his life to its totality. He fulfilled the potential of every moment to maximize the greatest potential within himself to perfect himself and the world. That's our goal. So I want to share with you Four lessons from the moon. The Jewish people are compared to the moon. Four lessons for the special connection between the Jewish people and the moon. The moon being the very first mitzvah given to the Jewish people. Lesson number one is that the moon represents the idea of renewal. The moon is constantly renewing itself, making itself new. And that corresponds to the idea of spirituality. In the world of nature, things become stale. Things are the way they are today because they were that way yesterday. Nature is a system that's been running according to set rules that were defined at the beginning of time. 
says in Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun. The sun signifies the idea of the world of nature, the dominion of that world that is running according to the program, to the master plan, to the matrix. But above the sun, in the world of spirituality corresponding to the moon or under the moon, everything is new. And that's the idea of tapping into spirituality where we can recreate ourselves because God is literally programming the matrix every second. And he at any moment can change the code. That's the idea of the miraculous from miracle to supernatural. And we can tap into that energy. That's the first message given to the Jewish people that we have the power to renew ourselves. At any moment, you could start anew. Just because you lived your life a certain way yesterday with certain habits, certain character traits, certain lifestyle, doesn't mean that tomorrow has to be the same. You can change. Change is the greatest blessing. It's the greatest lesson. And that's the first message given to the Jewish people who are living as slaves in Egypt for hundreds of years is that you're no longer a slave. A slave is someone who doesn't have the ability to do what they want. Says God, you can do whatever you want. Nothing can stop you. You are unlimited. If you can dream it, you can do it. That's the very first mitzvah is that you have the ability to change. Your f true freedom is the ability to change ourselves and change the world. That's message number one. Message number two of the moon is an, am an amazing message of hope that the moon follows a cycle of growth and then eventually begins to fade and wane, waxes and wanes. And then there's a night where there's no moon at all, the darkest night of the month. When our lives seem dark, we have to know that the rebirth is coming because the very next day, the moon's going to be reborn. It's going to be back. Whenever you find yourself in a moment of darkness in your life, just hold on. The, the, the light after the darkness is coming. The darkest hour is right before the dawn. It's just an opportunity to plant seeds that are about to sprout forth. That's message number two of the moon. Message number three of the moon it comes from a verse in the Torah that God created at the beginning of, of the creation story, the two lights. And the Talmud tells us that the two lights, or the sun and the moon, were originally created of equal intensity, equal brightness. It's actually quite amazing. It's an amazing coincidence, quote unquote, that the sun and the moon appear to the human eye to be the same exact size. In reality, they have nothing to do with each other. The sun is so many times bigger than the moon, so much farther away, yet they appear to us to be equal. The Talmud says that those two lights were originally both had the potential of brightness. The day and the night both had the potential of, of lightening up the earth the same way. But the, the moon was upset. The moon said, how could it be that there could be two kings in the sky? The sun and the moon are equal. So God says to the moon, you know what? You're right. And he minimized the brightness of the moon. And the moon became what it is today, which is pales in comparison to the brightness of the sun. So what is the message here for us? Is that the Talmud is telling us a story that the moon was arrogant, said, how could there be two kings here? How can there be two kings? And God said to the moon, you know what? You're right. Minimize yourself. You have arrogance, moon. The key to success in life is to minimize yourself. 
Now, when we talk about humility, minimizing yourself, what I don't mean is thinking less of yourself. That's not the Jewish definition of humility. Don't think less of yourself. Know your greatness, but think about yourself less. Focus on what you can do to help others. That's true humility and true greatness. Lesson number three from the moon. And finally, lesson number four from the moon is what is the, what is the significance of the moon? What does the moon do? Well, the reality is that the, we know the moon has no light of its own. What does the moon do? The moon reflects the light of the sun and sends it down to earth. That's a message for us in our life. As human beings, and this folk, this is a really just building on the idea we just mentioned about humility. As human beings, we have no light of our own. Our job in this world is to reflect the light of the infinite creator. God endowed each and every one of us with our own unique talents and traits. Those are the colors of our soul. What we have to do is let God's light shine through us and to share, utilize the talents and the gifts that we're given as a means of bringing godliness into this world. To see ourselves as really as a vessel, as a vehicle to bring God into the world. And that's the message of the moon. So I want to wish you all a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos, a beautiful week. If we can internalize these four messages, that of spirituality, of being able to renew ourselves, reinvent ourselves at every moment, of recognizing that the darkness in our lives is just a moment before the rebirth. It's just part of a process and of acknowledging the significance of minimizing ourselves, of humility, and ultimately of, of thinking of ourselves not thinking of ourselves less, not thinking less of ourselves, but thinking of, of ourselves less, and ultimately of realizing that we have incredible tools. True humility is realizing that the talents that we have are not our own, they're gifts, and our job is to utilize them as means to reveal the light of God in the world. Thank you so much for listening.